1: You're listening to After Millwall, broadcasting
2: from the beautiful South Except no Hello dear listeners, welcome to Acton Millwall. My name is Nick Carr. You are listening to the number one Millwall podcast. Now I didn't get up to West Brom yesterday. I've got a confession to make to you to you all. Um, I, 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 I tuned into the stream instead. Kippered my back. Um, attempting to play golf, can you believe that, dear listeners? This is what you get at the age of sixty-two. Um, regular everyday events become a big deal. So I didn't make it up there to yesterday's nil-nil draw at the Hall Forms, much to my chagrin. Um, thankfully, though, we do have an interview with uh, John Rankin, which came come up very, very shortly. But first, you're waiting for your punditgames.co.uk question each show. We do on Actung uh, Mill this season. We have a question promoting the number one football quiz game, Pundit Games. And um, basically it's a quiz game. You move forward across a football field to score goals against your opponent if you answer a series of questions correctly. So various v- uh, football genres and sub-genres. This one is from the English Premier League in the 2010s. So this is one for all you youngsters out there. Um, this is a Senegalese striker who scored arguably the greatest ever Premier League uh, brace, two goals against Chelsea. Adopted by the Geordies during his time on Tyneside, this front man scored 13 times in his first 14 matches, becoming a hero in the North East. Again, mentioned here is May the 2nd, 2012. Chelsea nil Newcastle 2. They've got a Newcastle team with him as the striker. He's playing alongside Denver Bar. Ben Arthur, uh, Kabaye, Gutierrez, Teoté, Perch, Santon, Colacini, Williamson and Krull in goal. So who is Mr X? A Senegalese striker scoring the the, the best, arguably, uh, pair against Chelsea. Um, played for Newcastle, scored 13 times in his first 14 matches, becoming a hero. Um, playing alongside Demba, Ben Arthur and X. And the answer to that question, dear listeners, will follow after we've spoken to John Rankin and at the end of the show.
0: Achtung, it's
2: a huge welcome on the show now to a show regular, Mr. John Rankin. How are you doing, John? I'm okay, thank you, uh,
1: Nick. Nice to speak to all the listeners and uh, nice to make a contribution to the Lions nice Food Hub.
2: We're having a, just having a really deep conversation listeners much more interesting i think john than parts of the game yesterday but um yeah all about the the, the links of community and, and and the roots of the club and, and all sorts of stuff like that but we're going to dwell on the um the trip yesterday to west bromwich Albion. and i was just telling john our fair listeners i, I was going to go yesterday i had my ticket i had my train ticket and i've contrived to twist me back Playing golf or trying to play golf, John. Do you ever play? You ever play? Had a go at the game? Uh,
1: Many many years ago, yeah. And then when I decided to start a family, I gave it up because, um, you know, it's kind of all-consuming, really. Um,
2: Yes, it does consume you. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I can see why footballers do it. I can, you know, because it's quite a popular game amongst the football fraternity. I don't I I think um and listeners might you know might be better well they're gonna be way better than me because I keep hitting the ground in front of the ball. And if I do hit the ball, it goes wherever it goes. I can't really aim it at the moment. But mm. um I can it, it has a fascination to it that is um I can see how it becomes addictive, John. So I can I can I can understand that. You, you, only, um,
1: you only remember the good shots, don't you? That's the thing. You so see, it's like <laughs> few and <in> far between <laughs> for me. You know, one good shot will keep me going. Or, you know, for the other 150 that you take, you know, <laughs> not including not including no shots.
2: I'll start up a separate golf uh, podcast for all, all you of golfers out there, listeners. Anyway, on, on to yesterday's nil nil draw up there at West Brom. You went, John. Well done to you, mate. I watched it on, on stream. Yeah, um, starting 11 made one change, obviously, with the uh injury to Kevin Nisbet in the week, which I think is going to be a um, maybe not as bad as first feared. I was just looking, actually, before we came on, on air, listeners, um, uh, the, the positive news from Gary Rowett. Um, we're, we're waiting to see how Tom Bradshaw gets on out yesterday, but um, the Nisbet injury doesn't seem as bad as first feared. But anyway, um, yesterday's starting eleven: Bart in goal, backline Murray-Wallace, Jake Cooper, Ryan Leonard, uh, the wing-backs Norton Cuffey and, and Ryan Longman, midfielders uh, De Nore, Campbell and Fleming up front, uh, Bradshaw and Watmore yesterday. So, Watmore coming in for Nisbet. Um, as ever, Gary Row is is a, is a man of caution, John. I, mean, I was I was thinking this might be an ideal game to start. Um, Ida Mo Imaku yesterday, but that's that's not Gary's style, is it? To to take a chance, he went for the experience of Duncan Watmore. He did, yeah.
1: I don't really see anything wrong with that. I mean, uh, personally. You've got to be careful with these youngsters um, because, mm. you know, they're finding their way. Um, I think managers are very, very keen on the pastoral kind of things now. You know, they're very much in the Fergie book of management. Of Looking the after their
2: boys, are, yeah. yeah. You
1: know, where they, I mean, I, I think they they take on board. Because the thing is, right, you know, listen, this is the deal with, with Roman SA. I went to the Sheffield United <clears throat> game. The fa cup game last season i think it was yep. yeah or it might yep. be, we, we bombed out you know we, we only opened yeah we didn't it and yeah. then, oh, i nearly ran on the pitch because i wanted to lamp the uh, <laughs> uh <speciality laughs> and if i'd have got on there, i would have done because the dirty bastard, <laughs> right that this is a 17 year old kid right playing yeah. in a you know in a in a, in a fa cup match
2: for up against seasoned, seasoned
1: pros, yeah. A bastard trod on his ankle, right, and I saw it. Yeah. And yeah. honestly, if I'd have been the manager, I'd have been on the pitch going bonkers. So that's the yeah. environment, right, you know, it's like Norman Whiteside, one of the greatest players I ever saw, you know, just tragically career cut short, you know, and you've got to think of that, you know, I mean, you know, because a lot of these centre-halves, you know, they say, oh, lovely, here we go, bang, and, uh, you know, and it can have a, the most innocuous challenge can have a devastating impact on a youngster's, um, uh, you know, yes. career. And uh, I think there's that in the mix. I think there's, you know, Gary Rowick looks at these other defenders and think, you know, I mean, their number five, their centre-half, was yeah. Prince champion. He was as tall as Jake Cooper and twice as wide. He was a
2: huge... He was a big boy. He was a big boy. Yeah. Um, he, he took a bump, didn't he? He got bumped by... Uh, with. Tom Bradshaw, who goes up against these players. I mean, <laughs> you know, we'll come back to Tom Bradshaw in a moment because I think yesterday's game was interesting in that it was the same same old song. Who sang that one? That was a, The Temptations, the same old song. Yeah. Um, good first half by Millwall. Um, some really bright football without probably the cutting edge, John. Obviously, we've got the, um, the, the missed penalty. But then the second half... Um, we were clinging on like shipwreck survivors, clinging on to bits of wreckage. You know, um, we rode our luck in the second period. So it was a very odd mix. And we're getting this almost game by game now, where we start well enough and we look look bright and look like we're on on onto something, and then finish up, you know, clinging on or or you know, depending on the, on the outcome, losing narrowly or something, but or winning narrowly. But yesterday was a typical: bright start clinging on it for the dear life oh. in a second it was yeah but the, the the uh the watershed
1: moment in the game was the missed penalty it was yeah the, you know the game was divided into two sections pre-penalty and post-penalty pre-penalty yeah. middle dominant post-penalty <laughs> what's from a albion waiting to score in split. the ascendancy yeah 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 agree. The, the difference for me was, I mean, I, we got there, we left home at 7 in the morning, got home at 11, so it's a long old day because we live down on the south yeah. coast. But, yeah. you know, we got there, it was very cold in this, where we were standing, so being an older boy, and right. then, I was feeling the cold and sort of, you know, jumping up and yeah, yeah. trying to keep the warmth, and there's all these youngsters around me with, you know, vests on and all that. And going, yeah, yeah. shirts. Yeah, that, yeah, <laughs> you know, and I'm going, oh, oh chilly. And, it's like, you know, <laughs> and um but what I did want to do and was I wanted to watch Ian Fleming and I did. And yeah. I, I was pleased with what he did. Uh, it maybe didn't show up on the stream or, you know, wherever, but if you were there watching what he did, he was a different player than the one that I've seen back in the last season, the beginning of this season for some he, time.
2: Yeah. Season. Yeah.
1: What he was doing, was yeah. he was on the ball a lot more, you know, and you, if, yeah. if, 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 if they do this analysis, He was getting a lot more of the ball. He was showing for the ball, and he was completing a lot more passes. And that's what you want from from a number 10. So I thought, oh, this is good. This is good. And he was creating. He was putting people through. He was linking up with Donore quite nicely. Still not. Jury's out for me on this Alan Campbell. I don't know what Billy Mitchell has done to to be dropped on (laughs) Campbell. I really don't. Um, So anyway, but Donore and Fleming look like they got something going. And um, yep. you know, moving up and down the pitch, little triangles, and that's nice to see with your number ten. And then <clears throat> we were, you know, we were dominant. But then the penalty happened, and I've got to say, I was standing with a couple of other lads, and we both all looked at each other and said, "He's going to miss this," and he you can just see it. And he was. He he's a he, he's a right he's a natural right footer. So when yeah. the pressure's on, he takes stuff with his right foot. And yeah, a right footer taking a penalty when you're lacking in confidence, you put it in the left hand corner because that's the natural angle that a um, right-footed footballer strikes the ball. You you move across the ball like that. If you open your body up and hit it with the inside of your foot, you're into a different dynamic of a right-footer. So for a left-footer, when they're feeling under pressure, they'll put it in the right corner. And for a right-footer, when he's feeling under pressure, he'll put it low in the left corner. That's your natural instinct. The guy who read that, and he was always going to save it. You could just see, you know, it was just so, and I thought, oh, no, he's going to, yeah, and the goalie just went sweets off a baby, right, because he stood to the left of the ball. I think he even glanced at the left. He couldn't stop himself, ran up, Yeah. went to, you know, pretend to put it in the right, and the goalie went, yeah, I'm not having that. The goalie went a bit early, but, you know, but it's worth doing yeah. because all that happens is they retake the penalty, so it's more pressure for the penalty taker. The goalie went early and stopped it. And the game he just drifted out the game after that. And it's a shame because with the benefit of hindsight, maybe your captain would have said, Oh, has come on, you've slot that in, mate, or someone else. But if Zian, yeah, yeah if Zin had slotted it home, it would have been the return of the prodigal son, you know. Yeah. Big boost to his back.
2: confidence. The, the Messiah
1: yeah. is back, he would have given it the old you know, clenched fist. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it was high risk. And I think that <clears throat> This is where maybe Gary Rowick shows his lack of, um, now. Yeah, yeah, his lack of real sort of Premiership quality in that he should have all this. You know, you don't leave your. Pen- I mean, Jake Cooper's not a very demonstrative captain as far as I can see. He's starting to do a bit of hand clapping, but mm. you know. But really, I don't know. I think it was very risky to get Zian Flem to take that penalty, and it didn't pay off. And consequently, we did well to come away with a point very lucky
2: we did we did i mean yeah. you're right i mean it was a strange game to watch i mean i was watching it on screen on stream um and i thought you know the early part of the game as we've said you know we, we look quite fluid and i think that was one of the criticisms that people have made repeatedly across the season that we don't look particularly um like we can pass the ball you know with any 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 um any great fluidity um, but, we, you know, we were looking good. We, one thing I, I suppose that stands out, just looking at the notes I made, John, I mean, there was a, after the penalty was missed, we had a corner that uh, <clears throat> flashed across the goal. And that was, I put it down as a chance. But we didn't really create chances with our, our possession. We were looking um, cohesive and we were looking the part up until that, that, that turning point, as you say. But what we don't do is create real open chances. Now, I know that we're lacking a striker, a good quality striker in Kevin Nisbet and Tom Bradshaw is Mr Mr Industry up front but that's one thing i think that does stand out a lot this season we 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 just don't have um what they call in the game of the cutting edge do we i mean it, possession without a chance is is in the end a little bit um you know aimless and i think that was that's the thing that really struck me about our, our bright period yesterday because after that as you've said West Bromwich Albion raised their game, and they're a good side. They're an expensive side, actually, John. Um, well, like, no, know, they're,
1: they're no, I agree. With what you said. What we're lacking is a person that can beat someone one on one. We have, we
2: yeah.
1: Duncan Watmore can. Um, he can go around a person. Tyler Bury, of course, was the absolute epitome of <laughs> give me two people to beat, and I'll just whip round them. That's why I liked him so much, you know. And Ched yeah. Wallace could do it. But we haven't got that, yeah. you know, we haven't got that regular player. I um, haven't no. seen from in this bit to say whether he can do it. But that's what we lack. So what we need to do is we need to apply pressure, get corners, get set pieces, get a penalty, you know, that kind of thing. And it's very, if you compare it to rugby, you get some rugby teams that play free-flowing rugby and score tries Other teams that just go for the line outs all the time and then grind it out. Yeah. And and it's a three point penalty. But whichever system you play, you cannot, and this is what's burying us at the moment, you cannot invest all of that effort and time and emotion and intensity into a 20 or 30 minute period and not come away with a goal because that is our problem. Um, because football goes in waves and every team has a little purple patch. And if you've spent 30 minutes knocking on the door and got nothing, they're going to score a goal. you know. And we were just so lucky yesterday that I, I want to have a shout-out to Bart, actually, because people were saying that, well, you know, they hit the bar twice and they hit the post twice and all that. Well, they did. And I'll tell you what, we were behind the goal and that was Bart's positioning in the goal. He, he, he's, he, he's still got that... Brilliant! He can position himself in the goal, and he's a big fella, right? When he's got his hands up and all that. The second one, when uh, the guy went to nod it, yeah, he he was going to either hit the hit the crossbar or go over the crossbar because Bart had it covered. I'm telling you now, he had both of them. If they were going in the goal, Bart was getting an end to him, and that's why you know the 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 attackers sort of went for the you know right extreme of the goal. So I think. You know bart did well there to make himself big in the goal uh but i'm surprised we came away without uh being beat 1-0 i was just waiting for him to put it in the back of the net really you know
2: yeah i mean you know you can only ride your luck i mean teams hit the crossbar they had some good shots on goal but they weren't good enough because they hit the crossbar As i think it was carl and the on the on the, the commentary described it as a paint of the liquor paints with of, uh between a goal and not going in but that's that's the game mm. great save by bart actually I, I missed that save that he made um i've just put it down as pinball when because it was so fast and it was quite difficult i did the, the replay didn't quite show it in real time i've seen yeah. some of the highlights this morning i haven't really had a chance to um look at the highlights in any depth listeners but um, it was a brilliant save, by but and you know um, you can say he's rusty. You can say he, you know he doesn't fill you with confidence, but he comes up with a big saves. And we yeah. certainly, you know, along with the the, the, the woodwork that they've hit, um, yeah, you know that, that's that's kept us in a game where really for the, the from the actually looking at my notes, I was going to say the second half, but you're right, John. It's the penalty was the turning point because really after the after the penalty was uh, saved. The chances started to flow for West Brom towards the end of the first half. They were looking increasingly threatening. Um Chances, um, you know, balls going across our goal. No finish for them, thankfully. And then the chances flowed across the second half, uh, including the two strikes at the crossbar. Yeah, um, yeah sorry, Mike, go on. No, I was going to say, I mean, one, one thing that the substitutions, a lot of people have been commenting online about um, not understanding the substitutions, um, but one thing I would say um, is that the 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 chances largely dried up after the. I mean, I think someone said we're playing with. I um, can't remember how many fallbacks we had on the, on the pitch at one point, but we had a lot, you know. Um, but the chances did dry up, largely speaking. So although we were still clinging on, it wasn't quite as um, you know extreme as in those early moments of the second half.
1: Yeah, and this is what I wanted to talk about: the, the two managers here. Uh, is now I was looking at the way West Brom played. Is Carlos Corbran, Is he Spanish?
2: I, I believe he is. He might be Portuguese, but I, I think Spanish, Carlos. I think. Well, like he's playing.
1: He, he's playing the old Barcelona football, is not he? Because yeah, the, the 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 football that we can't play. So they're playing it out from the back, right? So the goal is passing it out to his centre half who's standing in the penalty area, and there. They're playing triangles in their own penalty area right something yeah yeah, Some, yeah something yeah. we can't do now the reason they're doing that is because they're creating their gaps at the back right and alan campbell fell for it on a number of occasions but there was one really bad one where they're passing it around okay he's yeah. broke ranks he's been rushing out to to put a press on and they've gone thanks very much there's our gap bang and they played it yeah. through, and that was on the edge of our penalty area now so the thing is, right? That's that's a big problem with that guy because you, you press as a team, right? You don't press as individuals. So he's left a huge rate gap, and they've exploited it. Now, if you look at our style, we're in this five at the back with wing backs, and you've got to have a number ten, like right? you know, you've got to have a brilliant number ten. What I'm saying is, both of these managers are, are not being pragmatic because both of these teams struggled to give us a good entertaining game. There was at least, you know, I said to my boy, I said, there's, there's one goal in this. We're going to watch a 0 0 draw or a 1 0 win or loss. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah.
1: And that's bollocks, really. That is bollocks because that's no good for football. <clears throat> that's no good for players themselves, right? These are championship players who uh, struggle to play in these formations. And, you know, I'm not row it out. I'm not row it in, but boy, it's a fucking long way to go for a nil-nil
2: draw. I'll tell you. <laughs> that's all I've say. Well, that's, 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 a, that's a very good point, <clears throat> um, John, because I was talking to, to Neil Fizz on the previous show, I think it was a previous show, and he made the same point about how tough a watch it is watching the Lions. And I, I, I'd include a lot of, you know, other teams as well. I watched the Friday night game for the My Sins. I think uh, Mrs. H <laughs> had a... Romantic comedy on, so I, I had the um, Sky football on on the iPad, and you know I'd say the same about other teams. But we 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 follow the lions, so you've got to you've got to entertain. I, I believe you have to entertain. I I, I was asking myself this question um, in the midweek. You know, would you rather watch watch us win a win a game, lose a game, win a game, lose a game, or would you rather watch us get three draws? You know, it's there is a there is a it's a very football industry attitude that that's a point one, tough, tough place to go, blah, blah, blah. And we come away with a point. And that's, that's, yes, that's a good thing. But I was also looking at an interview with the the new Spurs manager, the Australian guy, Ange Postaglou. I think I can't pronounce his surname, but I think that's how you say it. And he he's, he made the great point in that what first gets you interested in football is it's not defensive football. It's always open attractive forward play that's what the customers pay to watch <laughs> and we don't get it half the time do we now you know you, you know you, you, the spurs will have um resources and players available to them that are different levels what we can but that principle applies that if you're going to bore your customers which is kind of what's been happening for a, a while now one way or the other then people
1: give up well, the same applies to West Bromwich Albion, the same applies to um, Birmingham, you know, um, all these teams. The management of these teams is inappropriate for the type of football that these players are, you know, are are used to and enjoy playing. Are capable of, uh, yes. Yeah, I mean, that sounds awfully demeaning. Um, and I'm, I'm sure that, you know, I mean, Jim Hackett on our group says that he's a, you know, into pro football and he's a scout and he said there's very mm. little that separates actually.
2: Um, yeah.
1: Prem from League One, he said, he said it's more, he he said it's more uh, a mental thing. Premiership. I'd agree with do that. Do not turn yeah. off. You know, they're like, no. they're like, they're, 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 you know, they're like, they've had 45 double espresso shots. You know what I mean? They're like, here we are. 90 minutes, turn me off. Whereas the players down are just as skillful, but, you know, they tend to sort of have little quiet moments. That's an interesting yeah. sports psychology thing. But, um, <clears throat> but yeah, going back to your point, um, well, listen, I, I love a bit of defence, you know, but as my dear old dad used to say, there's a difference between splitting your arse and tearing it. <laughs> <laughs> you've you, you, you <laughs> got have, you have a little bit of trouble, like you, <laughs> you know, if you've got a Barry Kitchener, right, then, yeah. you know, you've got to have an Elfield up front, right? You know, or, or a Johnny Seesman. You've got to have a bit of both. You've got to be a bit defend and attack. And these these management purists like Gary Rowett and Carlos Corbran, it was evident now, one's a, a Barcelona total football freak who wants his players to, you know, uh, play football on their own dead ball line. And the other one's yeah. a Gareth Southgate in waiting, you know, five at the back and, you know, and uh, yeah. the only thing that rescued us yesterday was Ian Fleming in the first thirty minutes, being available and and, and being fluid, and uh, creating a lot of passes and creating some space, and that's that was the difference. It was we had a number ten who was showing up, um, and then he missed that penalty, and there you go, and we we collapsed. This five two you know, one-two one, two, six, whatever
2: it is for a year,
1: yeah. yeah. Dependent on your number 10, he is your sole creator. And it was so evident yesterday. And if anyone doubts me, look at the game yesterday. There it is, like, look at what Zian Fleming did in the first 20 to 30 minutes.
0: Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank.
2: Getting back. I think you're right about him losing, um, he faded from the game quite rapidly after that, that, um, loss of confidence after the penalty. Um, I also want to mention, if I may, um, well, let's, let's go through the team. Bart, we've, we've touched on already. I, I, he made, he made a brilliant save, as we've said, um, kept us in the game. And yes, he, he, he still looks a little bit, um, you know, flaky uh, on on, a, on certain moves, but he always did. But he's, he's there for his shot stopping, and, and we, we saw that. I want to give a shout-out to the defence yesterday, John. Uh, much maligned defence. Uh, Murray Wallace has, uh, you know, um, his, his limitations are there for all to see, but he doesn't want for effort or commitment. He's a proper Millwall player, Murray. He'll give you everything he's got to give. And, yeah. um Alongside Jake, again, similar, you know, not known for his, he's no France Beckenbauer, is he, Jake Cooper? But um, you know, these these are solid, solid defenders, and they they withstood a battering in that second half. Right. How we got to got through the game nil, I don't know because. Yeah. Um, and yeah. Leonard Ryan Leonard, my man that the match, no, match like. prior to the season so
1: far, I put it on Facebook. Yeah, I've always yeah. Been a massive fan of his. He's he, he's also you know there's a lot of talk about fitness and all that all right he's he's injury prone but mm. when he's fit he's a real athlete he's really athletic um and what i mean by that is he can you know get his body in all sorts of sort of you know supple positions he can he can yeah. he can get his he can get his foot through a little gap and play a tackle he can he can do everything you know and uh he's easily easily our best player at the moment easily
2: one hundred percent. I mean, skillful as well as committed, um, which is a, a winning. It's, it's the injuries are what. well that, that every everyone has an Achilles heel of some sort, and that's that's uh, that's Ryan Leonard's, But uh, no man of the match by some some distance yesterday. Do you like know Ryan Longman? Ryan Longman in midfield. Um, what do you? What do you? I, I, I quite like him. He looks skillful, but um, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I put yeah. in various and doesn't it? Yeah, it does. I mean, obviously, early days.
1: Um, he scored that lovely goal didn't he off his right foot against Ruben yeah beautifully yeah well what more do you want <laughs> we got a player that
2: can I don't do it. know <laughs> I don't know what people do want <laughs> I, I like him he, he shows skill on the ball and yeah. the point we were just making repeat point again he's an entertainer he he will take men on he will have a go same with Norton coffee I can see why Arsenal have got him loaned out I I, I can see <clears> both his his pluses and I can see he's, I can see the pros and the cons with Norton uh, with Brooke. Um because he's great in certain situations and not so great in others. I can see how uh, he suits us actually. Um he brings he brings a bit of brightness and, br- and entertainment, but I'm not sure he's quite the defender that maybe um Gary Rout would, would would dream about. Um but I can see I can see him as an entertaining forward playing wing back. Yeah, you've got to be careful, aren't you, with these lads? It's
1: like um Trent Alexander for Liverpool, isn't it? You know, yeah, defensive liability, mate. Scott Scott Malone. I could never work it out with Scott Malone. I used to watch how we had, we played five at the back, Scott Malone and, and uh and Danny Mac right as the wing. Yeah. And Scott Malone never used to warm up with Jake and Murray and you know and all that. He used to be over no. inside. And I, I just worry defensively. So, <clears throat> but yeah, I mean Ryan Longman. This is where where I think we overthink it a little bit and we, you know <laughs> Oh, what about this what play him, mate. Look at that goal he scored. If he can do that, put him on the park. You know, yeah. Ryan Leonard, just play your best players. That's what I would do. Uh Norton castle,
2: good lad, good lad. Casper De Noor. Um they want to call him Cameron, there's Casper. Casper yeah. De Noor. Uh Nori. I don't know how you say his surname. I like him. Um, I think he links well with, with Zien. I I do wonder whether Zian's resurgence a little bit, John, is, is down to the playing alongside skillful players like De I mm-hmm. think he's been a good acquisition for us.
1: Yeah, I think you're right. And I think that my preferred... I, I, I don't know what... I, I haven't worked out what Rowett's doing with his midfield. And I don't think he has either, to be honest with you. No, I was going
2: to say, if, if anyone does work it out, let us know, because I haven't seen it either.
1: I mean, look, in <laughs> right? The greatest football brain ever lived. He said, you have, you know, no more than three at the back and, and one stopper in front of them you know a midfielder who's a bit and that was it but he was all out total football you know go forward you
2: know? yeah yeah yeah,
1: um, yeah. but there's still a lot to be said for that so i don't know what alan campbell is doing there if you're gonna play if you're gonna play billy mitchell as a as a breakup like merchant you know and uh, break their play up and pass the ball back, fine, play him, he can do that, nice. And then you have DeNore and Fleming sort of operating as a bit of a creative outlet to get your front two going, you know, more emphasis on Fleming. Jules
2: Savile, Jules Saville sitting on the bench as well. Um, seemingly out of the cold slightly at the moment. Um, Campbell being favoured over over Savile as well as as well as Billy Mitch. So yeah. um interesting my, that, that the my, mind of Gary Rowley, John, isn't it? I've got my
1: own theory on that the savile and
2: well, well, i think it's all about well, we, we we like unsupported theories can we have a go I, I don't i don't think that um
1: i don't think they get on fleming and savile and uh right and that lot in the middle of the park uh you know i really don't i really don't I, in terms of i don't think they get on in terms of playing football together yeah um, yeah,
2: yeah yeah i
1: don't think yeah. they pass to each other enough i don't think billy or Sam, I think you know. I can just see some skin play there. I can see a bit of an ego clash or something, you know. Uh, but mm. I don't know what's going on there. But it don't gel. Now, if you you know all about if he plays his system, Zian Fleming is a massive. Got to be a big player for us, and so you've got to have those midfielders supplying him the ball. And if De is the man to do that, you play Donora and you put Campbell in or you put Billy in, you know. But I don't know. I'm not sure about Sav. I think his race might be run for us, you know. I know it's going to cause huge controversy, but in this system, I think he might be on the bench and come on as a stopper. Yeah, he didn't Because didn't yesterday at all. Well, what it Yeah. I, I looked at the clock yesterday, right? It was 80 minutes. I'm thinking, right, he's going to go for the draw here, Rowe. He's going to shut up shop. And he did. And, you know, regardless of what he says about, oh, I went to a back four and all that, right? Yeah, as you say, we had more defenders on than attackers, as is the norm. And mm. uh, I think Savard be on the bench, and he'll come on, you know, um, in the last twenty minutes or 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 whatever cameos, to, to a job, yeah, you know, do yeah. a job. But yeah, I think his days are starting or over.
2: Yeah, I, I think uh, I, certainly what we're seeing unfold at the moment, rightly or wrongly, with, with Gary Rowett. I mean, just the the only other thing I would say is um, for all of. The praise I was heaping on West Brom's value as as a squad, Um, like many other clubs we've got to play in this league, we're actually sitting in 10th position, strange as it is, John, after what's been a fairly um, moderate start to the season. We've won three, drawn two, lost three. Um, We're not quite at the quarter stage. That'll come at 12 games, but we're eight games into the season, so we're on the road to the, the quarter point. And we're sitting in the position. It's a strange old league, isn't it? Two, two points behind Norwich in, in the sixth um, playoff spot. It is a strange um,
1: old league, especially when Norwich got six
2: goals against them. 6-2 yeah. at Plymouth. Yeah. 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 Um, so it's all, possible.
1: it's all up for grabs. I mean, you know, Leicester are probably going to cruise it. They're going to do it permanently. But apart from that, Southampton don't seem to be the force they were, you know. Yeah. Um,
2: I went in. The- Ipswich I'm, I mean this play that, mm. we're talking about Leicester and I'd agree with you. Ipswich in second, seven wins from eight games, um twenty one points That's at the moment. Ipswich
1: so. fucking Ipswich. Bunch of
2: fucking <laughs> There we yeah. are. So yeah, well, that will be Gary we, Gary uh, Rowers
1: Do not talk to your millwall supporter from the nineteen seventies, Nick, about fucking Ipswich, all right? Do not do not let that word come out of your mouth again thank you
2: don't know don't mate i've got, I've got a little selection of, of comments I'm we we'll to move on from a switch. um <laughs> a selection of comments from the internet i've picked up from twitter x stupid name but anyway um jp asks what does gary Rowett say at half time every game would come out and try our best to concede instantly it's infuriating <laughs> <laughs> i don't know jp i don't know mate it, it, it is interesting though john I mean, we don't this this second half switch off is a problem uh, I mean, I'd go just going back to Zion Fleming. I'd say to him, "No, he's not going to listen to me on on the subject of football." He'd ask, "Who am I?" But um, you, you, top players don't don't lose heart after a penalty miss. Top players press on, don't they? They 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 make a they make redouble well, their efforts. That's Jim, a problem for for Z.
1: That's Jim Hackett's point, isn't it? There, it, yeah. you know, There you go. He's like he, he just went as soon as Andy went straight back into his shell, avoided the ball, just ghosting around. You know, I'm just here to pick your wages up and get off the pitch now. Yeah?
2: yeah, yeah, that's a problem. That that doesn't that does not put you in the top the top table. You ain't got um, the mentality
1: for it. I mean, you play golf, right? Uh, they say that's a, game oh, well, a good Barely, track. barely. But yeah, barely. you, know, yeah, I, well, you <laughs> see, happens in the edge of golf. You know, it's uh, it's like a lot of these sports, isn't it? You know so uh yeah he just i think
2: every sport every sport the same it is it's it's mentality that's that's the that separates the uh hmm. the greats from the also rands um spiritual gaza says our substitutes killed all attacking Well, i think that goes back to the point you made john that the, um you know Gary Ralph decides at a certain point he'll, he'll take the point yep and um, move on um and yes you're right there spiritual but it, it does uh kill our attacking threat such as we such as we're we gonna muster. So um there we are. Uh Tony Monday. We stood up strong. I think we I think we did, uh, John. Tony's yep. right there. We stood strong. <clears throat> we lost composure of the ball, he says, but defended well despite Bart giving me the horrors. Um yeah, he's a mix he's a mix of emotions, Bart. Great saves and then some flappy moments. But that's always been so with him, isn't it?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, this goes back to the long debate. I mean, the reason why long was brought in is because at least our back three or back four could pass the ball back. You pass the ball yeah. back to Bart and he might kick it in his own net. You know what I mean? That's the problem.
2: Um, Kieran Mill makes an interesting point. He, he says he dreads to think how bad Wes Hardy must be if he's still not getting game time. Um he talks about Murray Wallace. Murray Wallace. Um, I don't think Murray Wallace is terrible, Kieran. I don't think that's that's fair. I think he's he gives he gives hundred percent, and that's all you can ask of anyone. And he, because not everyone does do that. Um, but yeah, Harding is an interesting player, John. I mean, I've only seen him saw him at Birmingham when he came on for Arch. Did a good job um, and well, seemed to also bring a bit of leadership out there as well. Well, Gary Rowick knows him well because Gary Rowett had him at Birmingham. Yeah.
1: And, so
2: he's, um, not uh, yeah. <laughs> he's not playing him. He's not taking the field, is he? I, I, I
1: thought we'd have been a shoo-in to start him against his old club, Rotherham, in the week. I yeah, thought, you know. Yeah, yeah, But um, he seems a nice lad. You know, Wes. Um, I've heard a yeah. lot of positive comments about him from the from the terraces. You know, are they called terraces anymore? No, I agree. <laughs> from the mountains. <from> <laughs> from the
2: terraces well. do, we, do we not sit on the terraces i think we I, th- I know what you mean i know what you mean yeah
1: from where, um, we, where we all go <laughs> um so <laughs> i've heard a lot of positivity about him and i think he's probably waiting to uh what i'm what's being said is well when murray goes to gillingham our reserve team uh all yeah. coming and replacing you know so there might be something
2: <clears throat> maybe something in that. um final one uh block 10 cbl says we're resorting back to a long ball which we will yeah. hardly win in the air again. We have to be better than this. I do agree with that, you block what, team. I don't know. How you, uh, I think the, the the commentary team yesterday. I've said it myself. How does Tom Bradshaw win the ball so well in the air? And he does. But you know that lump that you know you've mentioned him already. They, they, they clashed heads and um, uh, fair play to Tom. He, he, he cut the, the guy's brows open. But um, you know you're not going to win the most balls. He's not going to win. The when he does win it, it's going to be a standout. Why are we hitting long balls at him? I don't. That's a, that, I'd love to ask that question of Gary Rowett, Whether you get an answer or not, I don't know, but I would love to know that.
1: I, I would. It's a mystery to me because, you know, you wouldn't see West Brom do that. Um, and we're supposed to have wing backs. We're supposed to be able to overload the flanks here with this system,
2: right? You yeah.
1: know, And um, we don't. We, we play around at the back, which is good. It's not a bad thing to have a bit of possession at the back. You know, you don't want to constantly keep passing the ball forward if there's no gaps. We suffer with a bit of movement up front right yeah like our front players i don't think move as much in the end it goes back no they don't that's evident yeah Yeah. it goes back to jake and he whacks his left foot up to tom bradshaw and i mean it's just it's just rubbish really it's poor poor football It's, it's league two it's almost you know it's almost sunday football pub football isn't it really um Give it cheers,
2: but there you probably have a lump of a striker up front. I mean, at any level, if you're going to hit, you know, I, I have no problem whatsoever, John, with hitting the long ball at a big striker. That's not skillful and capable. Why, why let Matt? That's that's why let Matt Smith go. You know, if you, you know, he, at least you got something to Or sign, ball. or sign another. You know, because if that's your style, and I, I can accept that's perfectly valid. But you do need to get the players in to play that style. You need you need you need someone athletic. I mean, Kenny Jackett spent a large chunk of his middle career searching for that elusive big striker up front, right. and we never found it quite. Personally, I, I, I wouldn't bother with that. I would change the style. That's my own personal take on it. Well,
1: wow. I, I think that football's very limited, um, and I would
2: I, I agree. But if you're going to do it. Pick, pick the pieces yeah. to you know put, yeah. the, put the pieces on the chessboard if that's you what you're going to yeah, do. It's, you know. it's,
1: it's totally inappropriate football. I was sitting there, I was standing on the terraces yesterday and thinking, Well, what are we doing here? We got you know, we got five at <laughs> the back, we got two CDMs as they're called now, and Jake was yeah. whacking the ball up front to a five foot two, five foot five, whatever he is, center forward up against a six foot six center half. It's the most inappropriate football
2: no i agree uh, no wonder he's got injured you
1: know and we're all standing there going what the fuck is this i mean you know millwall supporters aren't known for their analytical uh you know fifa coaching uh
2: <laughs> and, um, <laughs> but they're noted for their, their honesty john and they're, they're willing to tell you very noted. i'll include
1: myself on that i've never read a book on football in my life right um or or, or watch the youtube video of of coaching. or I've never done nothing like that. But we were all standing there going, what the fuck is this shit? "Mm." (laughs) (laughs)
2: That sounds about Barford, of course. Um, uh, uh, Surprise, surprise, listeners. Tom Bradshaw had been worked into the ground, let's be honest, over the the eight games of this season and and previous, but anyway, certainly this this season has been replaced in the 80-second minute. Um, the prognosis uh, is not clear, it says. Um, Row, it says he, I think he just felt his hamstring. It looked like a muscle injury. I thought the lad landed on him. There's about three different um, things that might have happened there. But let's um, hope he's all right because um, his work rate is, is immense and we'll be lost. Oh. Um, I suppose we can bring in the, but we've got the, we're down to the youngsters then, John. Marco will be the obvious one to bring Yeah. Maybe, um, well, the
1: thing is, I've been really pissed off about Tom Bradshaw because. You know, Rowett's running him into the ground. Um, yeah, and uh, you know he's chasing lost causes, and your your is going to go. You know, you, your legs can't do that. Um, Weekend. No, uh, no. And uh, you know, one hundred percent. I don't know. I think he just shows his um, his lack of um, attacking now, Really, to
2: be honest with you. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I. You know. We've said it a few times this season. I mean, we are sitting in in tenth position, two points off the playoffs. So let me um, always mention that um, before the slag off Gary Rowick. But you know, um, he has his limitations as a manager, John. I think um, he has a, almost has like a glass ceiling in his head where he, this, this is as far as he'll go before that's it. You know, there's no extra extra levels to him. I don't think.
1: I think his philosophy of football is what dominates his <clears throat> his approach. And, you know, he's a, mm. he's a purist, you know. And I think he needs to be a bit more pragmatic, that's so, you know, all. A bit more relaxed, you know. A bit more have a go. Kind of, uh, yeah, give the boy a run out, you know. See what happens. Mix it up a little bit. But the thing why I was so cheesed off with Leeds was, though, the way we just rolled over. Um,
2: yeah, lack of fight.
1: Yeah. Fuck it. Just kick them up in here Fuck it. I mean, someone said to... Uh, oh, fuck, you know... Jesus Christ this is Millwall you know if if we can't you know if we can't kick bollock and bite what are we we're nothing Danny Mack came on yesterday and took a scythe I
2: saw that challenge he got yellow for it didn't he
1: and we all went yeah He's one. He's one. He's one. He immediately, bought the, the travelling CBO halfway into
2: the, the, the travelling support into the game yeah. as ever. But well, I mean, well done I mean, for going, John. Well done for going yesterday, mate. No, it is, um, I mean you
1: can't. You know, you can't. You can't condone a Kevin Muscat type nutty approach. But what I'm saying is, you know, I don't think we even got a yellow card in that Leeds game. And uh,
2: at no, again, no, no, we didn't. We didn't look like we cared, did we? Ah,
1: that's it. At two 0 down, you start making your presence felt. You know, you start uh, yeah. just a little gentle nudge with the old studs down the back of the calves a couple of times. You know, just let, let them know you're there. And we, uh, this, this is
2: old, old old school millwall talk here. Listen, younger listeners would have to close their ears. All these FIFA generation.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, I got, got my studs on day centre forward. You know I mean? <laughs> And uh, but no, just. I'm, I'm sure I'm sure professionals like Joel Savile know how to do all that business, you know. Um, and,
2: and oh, of course they do. You know. course the he's, he's not taking the field. And as we've said, I think he's highly unlikely to as well. But there we are.
1: Yeah, so interesting <laughs> times down at Millwall. But I just hope we get a little bit of that sort of,
2: <clears throat> I don't know, that X
1: factor that we're known for. You know, we, we had an X factor at Millwall and we ain't got it at the moment.
2: No, it's gone missing. It's gone missing, mate. Good to talk to you, John. Great. Well done for going yes mate and thanks for sharing your, your time with us this morning. Do appreciate it.
1: Oh thank you very much. Achtung,
0: Achtung mail-ball. mailball. Hello. Well, bloody hell Nick. What happened there? Talk about game of two hours. I've just walked across the railway track at West Brom and uh, part of me wanted to just stop and lie down. Jesus Christ. What a second half. In the end, I suppose, lucky to settle for a point. But after the first half, really wanted three. I don't understand. There's still a lot of hit and hope. We're second to the ball. And we're just knackered, a bit like me, walking back to the car. Oh, dear. Anyway, onward and upward. Come on, you Lions. Hello, Nick. David Blake here. Well, that was a game of two arse, wasn't it? Very good first half. Playing the ball round. Keeping possession, keeping it tight. Just like Rotherham, but against stronger opposition. Very good. Only trouble is, we're not creating and taking chances. Should have been 1-0 up. Piss poor penalty. I don't know what's wrong with Fleming. He's He's just not the player he was last season. His heart doesn't seem to be in it still. So I don't know what the solution is really. Other than to give him a rest and try and get him revitalised. Second half, well... Disaster really, wasn't it? Couldn't get hold of the ball. Kept losing possession. Hit and hope every now and again. Still knocking it forward. Every time we knock it forward, we lose possession and it comes straight back at us. High points, well, Bart's kept another clean sheet. Fantastic. Feel so good for him. Uh, Another high point, chicken tikka kebab at the vine before the game. And third high point, Thank Christ, Wallace didn't score. On that happy ending, come on you Lions. Bye for now. Achtung, Mailball.
2: Huge thank you to John Rankin for joining me on this Sunday morning. After that, I'm fairly, um, well, full on in the end, 0-0 draw, full on from a West Bromwich Albion point of view. I think we were clinging on. As I've just said, like the uh, they do at the Titanic as the, as the ship's about to go down you get people still clinging onto the rails right up in the air. Um, how we got through that game at 0-0, I don't know. Anyway, we did. But anyway, I thought as a means of closing out today's show, um, I didn't go yesterday, as I said to John, and um, I thought it might be nice to close out with uh, a great Millwall win from the past. Um, I was interested to see the uh, Twitter uh, Millwall Club X page uh, reminded me of this uh, 2 0 win over West Brom back in two thousand and one, dear listeners. Twenty, what's that? Twenty-two years ago now seems like just yesterday for some of us, but uh, that's the lesson of life for all you youngsters. Time passes very, very, very quickly and quite swiftly. What seems like um, you know yesterday becomes twenty-two years ago. But it was a 2 0 win over West Brom. Uh, I've got a BBC report. This was in the. Uh, I think we're still called Division One at the time. We were going for promotion in Division One. This would be the C two thousand one, two thousand and two season uh, that would finish in the end in the uh, disaster <laughs> that was the Birmingham riot at the end in the playoffs at the end of that season. But this is early uh, the eleventh of October, two thousand and one. I believe this was shown on the um, the ultimately. Um, Failed ITV digital channel, uh, an attempt by ITV to latch on to the, um, the Sky Television pay TV movement of the top. They'd bought up the champion, or Championship, the Division One Football League coverage, and were hoping to try and create a market for pay television um, via a channel called ITV Digital um, via satellite. Um, as i say you're going back 22 years here so this is you know technology has advanced so much so fast that you forget this was still seen as very new um unfortunately this was um a failed attempt by itv the 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 um money committed by them didn't materialize many many football clubs were hit deep 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 in the pocket um and many didn't quite recover. Um, we we played this game, therefore, on a, a, um, a Thursday night. It was it was 11th of October. Um, a win by two goals to nil. Two goals by a wonderful striker, Richard Sadler. Richie Sadler is known now. I've got the BBC match report here. Mill team for this game. Uh, Tony Warner in goal. Uh, Darren Ward, Sean Stewart, Stuart Nevercott, Ronnie Ball is a name from the past. Ronnie Ball. David Livermore, Mark Burcham, Tim Cahill, Stephen Reid, Steve Claridge, Richie Sadlier, Richard Sadlier. I could never think of him as Richie. Substitutes, uh, Willie Gary, Paul Ifield, Leckie Adunzi. Another name from the past. Wonderful name. Uh, Giovanni Savarese. That's a great name. I used to love saying Giovanni Savarese. I think it was Venezuelan. and I don't think he scored any goals for us, Giovanni uh, Savarese. And Mark Phillips, um, he played... One substitute, apparently, it must have been this game. It must have been this game, Savarese. Um, Venezuelan striker, obscurity of Mill history. But two great goals by, uh, two superb goals, says the BBC, in actual fact, by Irish striker Richard Sadia, Shattered West Brom's dreams of snatching second spot in Division 1 at the Hawthorns on Thursday nights. The dublin born sadly, a w, doubled his goal tally for the season by scoring in the 19th and then the 26th minute of this game to sink high-flying Albion. First um, struck for the first time when he collected a fine pass from defender Sean Dyche, now Everton manager, he? Dyche. but uh, most famously with Burnley, of course, achieving success with Burnley, um, which caught the Albion defence napping. Sadly, I then turned... The Icelandic defender Laris Sigurdsson, before lashing a fierce right-footer into the back of the net, uh, it goes on for the, a couple of names for um, West Brom striker Scott Dobie. Powered his fifty-first minute header straight into the arms of Tony Warner. He would come to play for us uh, in later later uh, times. Scott Dobie, not very effectively, from memory. Um, and another uh, chance from when Neil Clement crossed from the right, but Dobie's again same player Dobie's, glancing header missed the target by inches, so nothing new for Scott Dobie. Um, anyway, Millwall was involved, not not uh, not known for his high scoring feats. So yeah, a two-nil win in a season that would build to a wonderful, wonderful climax. Uh, playoff football, the two-legged affair, the draw at Birmingham, I remember, and then, of course, so who can never forget from their life, the 1-0 loss, the the uh, stern John in, in the last minute of, uh, of regular time, just as extra time was, was building um, at the Den, and the rest um, is infamy, as they say. But this was a wonderful... 2 0 win, probably the high point of Richard Sadlier's career in a Millwall shirt. It would finish tragically early. I say tragically. I probably whether tragedy is ever a, a word you should use in in a football context. I, I, I suppose only for certain events really. But um, certainly it was a disaster for Richard Sadlier um, to lose his career so soon with such promise. I think that's that's the that's the thing. I'm uh, just looking at his Wikipedia page. He's a, they list him as an Irish former professional football, 103 appearances on wiki for the Lions between 1996, 19 and 2004. Um, he he really developed a partnership this season with Steve Claridge up front, the, the seasoned striker who's been around all of the clubs, it seemed to me. Uh, the poor man's Kenny Douglas, Steve Claridge, and I think that, um, sadly, his career blossomed playing alongside such a great player because when he first came to us in the late 1990s my memory of him um, was as a fairly innocuous skinny striker that you barely even know knew was on the pitch um, but certainly in the 2001 to two season um, he was second top scorer for us in the in the uh, division one top scorer was Steve Claridge this was the period where Neil Harris was out of action with um, uh, being treated for for his health uh, Steve Claridge topped the goal scoring chance 18 goals from 41 appearances across the 2001 thousand one-two season but second just one goal behind him was Richard Sadia. that's the measure of how good how great a striker I think great is the right word for this particular season 17 goals from 39 appearances unfortunately he would suffer with um, a hip indes- hip a hip injury that um would put pay to his career eventually. Um and that would be that. But this was certainly a high point. The Lions would finish fourth in the table in two thousand and one two season. It's promoted automatically were Manchester City and opponents on this particular game, West Brom. We'd beat them home and away actually that season. They, they came in second in the table. Um the Lions rather throwing away the chance of automatic promotion to the Premier League um, to finish in the playoffs, and as we've said, they'd face Birmingham over two legs. Um, relegated from the chairman, the Division One, it was still called them Crew, Barnsley, and Stockport County. I don't know that. Um, Richard, Sadia would go on in his post football career to work for the media. He's become quite a, a known pundit. ...on Irish television particularly... ...not so much in this country... ...but certainly on the Irish media... ...and Irish newspapers... ...Sunday Independent, RTE... ...and has become also a a psychologist... ...what do you call it? He's become... He holds a degree... ...a BSc in Sports Science... ...from uh, Surrey University... ...and Psychotherapy... ...from Dublin Business School... Um, ...I read his book... ...his autobiography... ...which is called Recovering... ...and it's a really interesting read... ...because he is... Well, he's honest his uh, honesty is um, very um, you know very open about his alcoholism during his football playing days at the den um, and also about certain incidents um, he was abused as a as a youngster and and the kind of the you know the, the, how, how this permeates the sport generally in life not just the sport but certainly it's one. One area of the world where it's probably um, you know opportunistic for certain types of offenders. Um, it's a good, it's an interesting read. It didn't have as much millwall content as maybe I was expecting when I picked up the book, but I'm really glad that I read it. Recovering, by Richie Sadlier. It's more about the nature of addiction and searching for meaning in life. Um, sounds heavy, deep subjects really, but it. it it's the kind of thing that most men struggle with, in my opinion, uh, include myself, um, you know, in different ways and different different um, areas of life. So yeah, he's, he's now um, a psychotherapist in Ireland. Very intelligent bloke. So Richard a uh, fair play to him for rebuilding and relaunching a career after the obvious uh, football route was was taken away from him. Effectively, one international cat for the Republic of Ireland. He played against Russia at Lansdowne Road, February uh, 13th, 2002. He was in the um, McCarthy's uh, Republic of Ireland squad for the 2002 FIFA World Cup. but had to withdraw because of the injury. So, you know, you can see how recourse to alcohol would be something that would be um, freely available. He's gone to become a pundit in in the Irish media. So, um, there we are. Richard Sadler one of my favourite ever Mill players wonderful wonderful game 2-0 win over West Brom I thought this would make a nice end, end piece for today's show I hope you've enjoyed it um, big thank you to John Rankin for joining me on today's show and um, we'll be back dear listeners after the Swansea game which is next Saturday um, I hope you enjoyed the show tune in to the next edition until then it's Arriva mill Millwall bye for now Millwall. The answer to today's pundit.co.uk question, the number one football quiz game. Did you get it? I I wouldn't have got this one. I've got to say my uh, knowledge of recent Premier League strikers is somewhat limited, but the Newcastle striker scored twice for them in 2012 at Chelsea, playing alongside Denver Bar and Hatton Ben Arthur. Name of that striker, 13 goals in his first 14 games. The name of that man was... Younger listeners will get this. It's Papis Sise, Papis Cisse. Do check out punditgames.co.uk. Christmas is coming. Bar Mitzvahs are coming. Beers with the Boys is coming. Get on it. It's a great game. There we are. Visit punditgames.co.uk for further details. Thank you for listening, dear listeners. dirty Mewalt. Bye for now.